Law School Show. Helping you navigate the law school experience with resources and opportunities curated for your success. Catch it all here, right now, on the Student Life Series. Hi, I'm your host, Meredith Ball. Today, we're discussing how to get involved in clubs and volunteering during law school. Our guest today is Damian Dubasi. He is a 2L at the University of Ottawa Common Law Program. Damian is actively involved in many clubs, organizations, and has even started a mentorship program for incoming 1Ls this year. Damien, thank you so much for joining me here today. Hey, Meredith. Thank you for having me. I'm really excited to be here. You have been involved in so many interesting clubs and organizations. Just to mention a few, uh, one is the One Body Village Canada, Claire, the Canadian Lawyers Association for International Human Rights, and Carl, the Canadian Association for Refugee Lawyers. And now you've created a mentorship program called Allies in Law with Veronica Cesario, another U Ottawa common law student. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so yeah, no, those were, yeah, those were all initiatives I've been a part of. Um, yeah, One Body is a human trafficking NGO that I've been a part of since, wow, I, I want to say 2017. Oh, wow. Um, and yeah, I've acted as the co-social media coordinator. Um, and since then we've just used, uh, our social media platforms to, you know, broadcast, uh, news stories and, 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 and other events that the NGO is doing to combat human trafficking, mainly in Southeast Asia. Uh, the creator of the NGO is actually from Vietnam. And so she really wanted to, that that's where the focus is. And so Cambodia and Vietnam are our main areas. And so, yeah, I've been involved with that. And then, as you said, all those other initiatives that I'd be happy to talk about. It's amazing that you've been able to do so well in school. Obviously, you're now in law school mm-hmm. and be involved in all these different initiatives. What drives you to be so actively involved uh, in your law school community and in, in these organizations? Um, I think a big part of it is that I really do enjoy just doing it. Um for me, I did my undergrad at the University of Toronto and I commuted. And so um, I always heard stories about how, you know, commuter schools, you're not really going to be able to get involved because of the time constraints. But to me, that was going to feel like, well, and I was only just going to be going to school to do school. And I just, I, I wanted to get a lot more out of that experience. And so, you know, I've, I've always been very involved. Um, even in my undergrad, I, I did mentorship programs. Um, I created a sustainability organization at St. Michael's College. Um, and, and again, it, it really was for me to get involved, meet new people, um, and, and add a different experience to the whole, you know, ac- academic side of things. A lot of people just go to school and then they go home. And, and that really wasn't something I wanted for myself. I definitely wanted to get involved, meet the faculty members and, and leave my mark really at that university. And and so that's sort of the same mentality that I've had going into law school. Um, I've wanted to practice law for a really long time. And and so now that I'm here, I just honestly wanted to get involved with everything that I was interested in. Mm -hmm. Um, And so like you said, I got involved with uh, the Canadian Association of Refugee Lawyers. I got involved with CLARE, which is the Canadian Lawyers for International Human Rights. So you kind of see like this this sort of theme of, of, of human rights and just sort of bettering these social inequalities. I majored in sociology at U of T. And so really having that background knowledge of a lot of the inequalities that are plaguing our society currently, um, that really motivated me to, to get involved. So it was, a, it was a variety of factors, but really because I just, I find so much fun in getting involved and in meeting people and completing projects um, not only does it help my community, of, of course, it also helps, you know, the whole application side of things, right? Cause you know, as law school students will know, uh, it's a tough application process. And so anything being added on that application matters, but at the same time, you kind of want to show people that look like when I come to an initiative, I bring all of myself to it and I always want to leave a positive mark. So that's just sort of the, 
reasons, so some of the reasons why I'm, I'm always motivated to get involved. And I think what you're saying um, about finding your community and getting involved, so you're not just, you know, not just showing up doing the academics, you're actually participating in initiatives that you find interesting, you want to get involved with and build that network. I think now that we're moving into this remote learning environment that also, I think that's kind of comparative there where, okay, we're not commuting into school, we're just logging into Zoom, but you need to find your your network and find um, ways to get involved that, you know, maybe before you didn't feel like you could because of the commute. Well, now that's gone. (laughs) You have to find a different way. So um, these initiatives that you are participating in, are all of those um, providing remote opportunities for students? Are you aware of that? Definitely. Oh, 100%. I mean, one of my main reason one of the main reasons for me starting allies in law alongside veronica and uh, another student daphne she's been on the french side and i just wanted to shout her out because she's been absolutely fantastic they both have been absolutely fantastic but again we when we came together to create this initiative it really was coming we were all coming from the standpoint that our 1l experience was fantastic especially in the beginning months i came to ottawa knowing no one it was my first time living away from home again because i commuted to u of t and being in that experience i was i was nervous as as all students most likely are starting this new experience and knowing no one it's such a it it could be a you could have a lot of pressure right so sure that sort of mindset. And now alongside a pandemic, I, I felt a lot for these incoming 1Ls, um, their entire orientation experience. I don't want to say was wasted because uh, the orientation team has some great events planned for them. But looking back at what we had, we were able to go to you know the Supreme Court Gala, which was just from um, and I'm going to nerd out here a little. It was it was pretty cool. Okay, like I, I like I I really enjoyed it. Like being there, seeing the Chief Justice. You know, I've never been to the Supreme Court, so just being able to then go in and tour it, it was just it was a really cool experience. And that you know the new students can't do that. And and then going back to the whole networking thing, like even in that moment, you know, we got tours. We were able to meet the upper year students. We saw the library. We saw the classes. So. Mm-hmm. That entire that entire experience, at least for the fall semester, is is gone for them. And so, you know, our mindset was, why don't we create a simple mentorship program that is not a lot of paperwork, not a lot of unnecessary procedural aspects. Just let's connect one L students to upper year students, and just let them let the upper years take the reins, and just you know talk to them, answer their questions, provide them with feedback you know, talk to them about what legal writing, maybe researching means, you know, just sort of go into the basics and, you know, provide them with, you know, someone that they can turn to, you know, in those beginning weeks of school, right, to say, look, um, I'm having kind of trouble finding this book, you know, any resources I could go to, or, you know, um, my elective is with this prof, you know, what do you what do you think of them? Have you heard anything? Just even yeah. like smaller things like that, right? Because they are not by them not being able to actually be on campus, it's the ability for them to meet those upper year students is very, very limited. Um, and of course, right, like I'm going to be an executive again on Carl and Claire this year. And we definitely have a lot of events sort of, we're, we're, it, again, they're in the planning stages, but there are going to be those opportunities for them to come out like panelist events um, and stuff like that. But to be able to actually sit down and form like a relationship with an upper year student, which is very key to uh, one's law school experience, it's going to be very impacted by this, right? So that was our mentality, creating the allies in law. Um, And so that pairing is complete. Um, We're really happy. Like I'm really happy with how um, it's all, uh, how the process has been. Mm -hmm. Um, We paired, I believe close to, I want to say, 250 students. I want to say a majority, at least like 80% of the 1L class was paired. Um, I also want to shout out to all the upper years who helped us. We wouldn't have a good program if it wasn't for the people who wanted to get involved. 
because I feel like this sentiment of trying to help out this incoming year is shared by a majority of the upper years. And so definitely got to say thank you to them. Um, but in, in this pairing, I hope that, you know, ne- that networking aspect and also them hearing about one else hearing about new events will occur, especially because we have mentors from all like varieties of our class, you know, all different backgrounds, people involved mm-hmm. in, in different clubs. And so connecting those students with those other students, I feel it's going to be great. And then at the same time, going into, you know, the, the initiatives that I'm involved in, Carl and Claire, um, Claire, we have had our meeting and, you know, in the past we've had trivia nights, we had panel events, and then we, our main event was beers with peers, which was an event that allowed a small group of students to come together, um, and go to a pub and actually meet a professional working in international human rights and just talk to them for, and, and these meetings went honestly for like between two to three hours of just oh, wow. having a beer. And literally just asking them questions. And, and you know, those type of lawyers, they love to talk, right? So they just talk about their experiences. They talk about, you know, where their careers have, you know, what they've, they've done in their careers. And, and so those opportunities, those events, we hope to continue. Obviously, there's going to be a online component of them. Mm-hmm. Um, and the logistics of them haven't been finalized for both Claire and Carl. Um, however, those of those events, and even with other groups, those events are definitely going to be happening. I literally was just looking at the Facebook groups and, you know, they're already, the Business Law Association is asking for members. Um, the South Asian Community uh, Association is asking for members. So it's it's just so much variety for, for students to get involved from all areas of life. So if a student is interested in being more involved, um, you mentioned this Facebook group, but how and where would you recommend students look to find these opportunities? Well, I think that a great, because uh, again, a lot of stuff is still up in the air given the whole you know pandemic. I don't know how the initiatives that allowed me to hear about these opportunities are going to be, I don't know if they're going to be the same for those students coming in. However, right. for me, um, we, there was the, uh, student, uh, it was, I want to, it was similar to like a career fair, but instead of, you know, employers, it was the student associations. And so they were all there, um, in FITA and they were all there and they were just, you know, had, they had their stands and they were just talking about what they did. And that was for a whole week of the student groups being there. And the one I was actually being able to come out and talk again, talk to the upper years and, and talk about the mm-hmm. events that they did the, the, the year before. And to see whether they suited their interests. Um, I'm sure that an online version of that is happening. Um, with Claire, we just finished creating a, a video for the orientation. So I believe that the orientation team is going to be um, releasing this video of all the clubs, basically talking about who they are, what they do, and how to get involved. And so, oh, that's great. Yeah, I, I think one else just have to stay persistent in 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 getting in hearing about these opportunities. Um, and again, the Facebook groups are definitely like probably one of the best ways to hear about them. Like that's um, how we share all of our information. Um, but at the same time, um, I feel like the Career Development Center is an unused resource. It's the they they have been so helpful for 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 me at least. They've been very helpful in you know talking about where you should be getting involved, what might match your interests. Um, I definitely would advise one else using the source um, and booking a 30 minute appointment with them. It doesn't even have to be about, you know, oh, this is what I want to do with my career. It literally, they're there for you to ask questions. Just ask them like, look, these are where my interests are. Have you heard of any student groups that exist at U Ottawa or even in the community that I could probably get involved with and just gain experience? And nine times out of 10, they're going to know of an initiative. They're going to know either of a student who's done something uh, familiar with that area, or they're going to know of professionals in that area. And so definitely, definitely seek help from uh, the Career Development Center, but not not only them, but also, you know, faculty members. Like profs are really useful connections. They are, if they're not practicing, they did practice and they're professionals in their field. And so their network is it's it's just massive and so they are should be your primary context of asking you know and it doesn't have most people feel like oh i don't want to bother them i don't want to seem like i'm 
you, mm-hmm. you, you know, like a lot of, especially for first years, they're very nervous to even just be talking to these individuals. But at the same time, you know, they are there to help, right? Both academically mm-hmm. and socially, like they, they, they are there to help you advance your, um, not only in your degree, but also in your profession. And so they, they are definitely key resources to, to use. And yeah, so. So just to recap there, you gave us so much information. That's great. Uh, for students who want to get involved, um, they can check out the Facebook group you mentioned. Yeah. Um, so there's a Facebook group for your graduating year. There'll be, uh, you said that the clubs that you're a part of, they're going to be posting of upcoming events and ways to get involved mm-hmm. there. Potentially, there could be like a virtual club fair. Yeah, yeah. Um, we'll stay tuned for more information. And when this episode is released, um, if there's been an update, I will include a link. And we also discussed reaching out to the Career uh, Development Center, yeah. and they can find that on the source, yeah. correct? And that's where you book your appointment. Yeah. I'd also add on the source that there's an events tab. And it's going to, I believe it says workshops and then employer events. I always followed the workshops tab religiously. They have great um, events, whether it has to deal with networking, how to fix your LinkedIn profile, uh, resume and cover letter building, and even just regular panel events. You know, last year, um, I believe it was Faskin came in uh, and they held an event. And I only heard about that through that so the, the source, the events tab. So definitely get familiar with that website because there's a lot of stuff that gets promoted through it. For example, another mentorship program, the Juris Mentorship Program. I was involved with that this last year and that was just a fantastic experience. Um, again, they are going, they're going to be released. Um, one else probably have never heard of it yet, but Dictum, that email um, it's again, I read that religiously on Monday mornings because there were a lot, yes. <laughs> there were a lot of events and information in that one email. And so, um, definitely, definitely, um, uh, look out for those. Those are some really great suggestions. And I think that's an excellent starting point for students to find these um, volunteer opportunities and networking opportunities, which are going to be so crucial as we move to remote learning. How have you been able to manage uh, all of these different things and your course load? Uh, as a as a 1L, you're taking seven courses. It can be, feel super overwhelming just adapting to law school, and yet you manage to still stay involved. What are some tips for students who, who want to be involved and also manage to do the readings? Yeah, no, no, 100%. Um, really like, and I was saying this before, like for me personally, I never got involved with an initiative that I never resonated with. And again, that's like pretty cliche to say, right? Like a a lot of people already kind of get that, but it it really is true. Like you, you really need to get involved with something that you can see yourself saying, okay, like you write in your agenda, say, this is what is something I have to do today. And it's not just a task. It's something that you're like, I'm looking forward to, you know, being a part of, for example, the Canadian Association of Refugee Lawyers. Um, My interests, I love public policy. Um, I love talking to people. And so when I heard about, you know, the event LobbyCon that Carl hosted, basically it was, Mm -hmm. it allowed students to lobby members of parliament for, I believe it was two days um, for change regarding refugee policy. And, And just hearing that, I knew that that was something I was interested in. I knew that my past interests Align with this past initiatives I that I have done before um, had made me better prepared for this, and and I knew that this was just something I wanted to get involved with, involved in. It wasn't something where it was like, oh, you know, that sounds interesting. I kind of might, you know, it might be a good resume booster. Like if that's the reason you're doing something, it's just going to be another task, and odds are you're just not going to do well in it, and you're not going to enjoy it. It's just and and, and right. like you said, like we have seven courses. Um, hundreds of pages of readings. Um, then there's the whole networking, then there's 1L recruitment. So your schedule is already packed, right? So you really do want to be getting involved in things that you're enjoying. Now, another tip I would say is, and on that point is that, you know, we have, I have tons of interests, but a key part is like understanding your limits. Like everyone has mm-hmm. a breaking point. 
And you never want to get to that point. You always want to be, you, you always want to recognize the fact that we can only handle, you can only handle so much. And so in having that mentality, you can say, all right, I'll get involved in maybe two initiatives. And then that's all I need to do, right? A lot of people are like, oh no, I, I need to get involved in three or four because, you know, I love these areas or employers are going to see I was involved in tons of things and they're going to love that. But the reality is, is that if you, you know, if you span and, and do too much, you can't put 100% of yourself into those initiatives. And then employers are going to see that at the same time. They're going to say, okay, like you did a bunch of things. However, this person got involved in two things. They were executives in this two, these two things. They organized the projects and they saw them come to fruition. And so they're going to value that more. And you're going to value that more because at the end of the day, you got involved even in two things. But at the end of the day, you could say, yeah, I left my mark in this. I created this project or I, you know, for me, it was lobbying NPs. Like that was probably one of the highlights of my 1L year. So, you know, definitely a tip is to pursue a passion, but also know your limits. And, and, and that's not saying that, you know, you can't handle it as well as someone else can. It's just being realistic, right? And at the same time, you definitely have to stay organized. My agenda is my best friend. And that's a really sad statement. But like, <laughs> if I didn't have this agenda, I feel like I would be constantly behind, right? Like, it, it's just really important to understand, you know, what you have to do, take it day by day. And just that's and, and that's, that's, a, that's how I've tackled these things. And it seemed to work. Um, I'm not a genius. I'm, I, I, I don't believe I'm the smartest person in the room. But I definitely understand my limits. And I know how to stay organized. And I think that's definitely proven to be vital in allowing me to get involved and also stay on top of my academics. And then the last point, um, oh, a lot of people are worried about asking for help. I, I think people think that, oh, you know, they're going to think I can't handle it um, or, or something like that. They might think I'm, you know, I'm just, I'm not, tr I'm trying to get out of work. But at the same time, if you really want to get involved and you understand that there may be a reading that you missed because like for me, at least like I missed a whole day of class in, in the middle of March to do this lobbying. However, you know, I had, I was able, I was confidently able to, you know, go to my friends and say, Hey, could you help me out in this regard? I'm going to miss this day of class. Could you pass me the notes? That's not me saying, you know, just use their help when it conveniences you. No, I'm saying, you know, use your resources, use your friends, because at the same time, there's going to be moments where they have to miss a class because they have to go to a job interview, or there's an event that they want to really watch, but it's also in the middle of, you know, their torts class. So be there to also lend a helping hand at the same time, because that's really what law school is about. Like me going into this, I thought it was going to be very competitive. There wasn't going to be a massive social aspect, but I was completely wrong. I've met some fantastic people who have been able to say, you know what, Damien, hundred percent, you're busy. I'll help you out with these reading notes. And then I do the same thing. So, you know, pursue a passion, know your limits, stay organized and just be ready to ask for some help here and there because people are willing to help you and it'll only uh, benefit your experience. I totally agree. I had the same misconception going into law school. I was like, oh, people are going to be so competitive and you hear all these like horror stories. Um, but asking for help for me, it was a hard thing to do. And then once I did it and I was like, oh, like I would totally be willing to share my notes for this person for whatever reason. And there's definitely a give and take in law school and you need to find that balance. And there are people there who are, they want you to succeed. They want to help you. Um, so reaching out, I think is such a great point that you've mentioned. 100%. Yeah. Because even like you, you could even just see like, for, for example, when exams came around in the fall semester of last year, um, mm -hmm. upper year students, you know, in from their own time, they, they took their own time to basically have like a one hour session and just say, look, this is how to effectively create a summary. If you need any summaries just to look at and like sort of have an understanding or like a template to follow for your own summaries, you know, definitely we could help you out with that. So I think everyone's been in the position you've been and we understand how difficult it can be. And so I don't understand. I've never, I've never understood the mentality of saying, Oh, I'm just not going to help them. Like, I just, I don't get that. Mm -hmm. I mean, some people are saying, you know, to each their own, this is my work. You know, I, I, this is the work I put in. And so I don't see the value in sharing it. And, you know, I kind of get that, but at the end of the day, 
I don't see any harm in saying, if a person comes up to you saying, look, I'm not trying to steal your work. I'm not trying to get out of, you know, class time. This is just something I'm really passionate about. Could you help me this one time? Why not? Right. And then I'm sure that same person is going to come to you weeks later and say, Hey, you know, I'm having trouble with this concept. Could you help me out here? Or I missed this week's of readings. I, I don't know where the notes are. Could you possibly help me out? Do you want to have a study session? And and so on. So yeah, people are there to help you. Yeah, a hundred percent. What were you doing with Claire? What was your role and your experience with them? And uh, why would you recommend it for other students to get involved? Yeah, um, Claire was actually the first thing I joined. Um, so again, it's the Canadian Lawyers for International Human Rights. Just that name kind of sold me. I do love human rights. So I got involved with them as really only the secretary. Again, going to that point where it was like, you know, I was new to law school. I hadn't been, I, it, it hadn't been, it hadn't gone to the point of midterms. So I was like, I, I, the works, the workload hadn't, um, been too intense yet, but I also knew that it was going to get intense. So I didn't want to, again, limit myself or spread myself too thin. And so I got involved as the secretary. Um, my main role was to facilitate the meetings, you know, make sure that there was good communication between the other executives. But even in that role, I, I wanted to do more and I never pushed to do more, but I always was ready to do more. And so, um, for example, we had a trivia night at Father and Sons, and I took on, you know, the position of running the tickets, um, being there on the night of, um, helping to facilitate the people who were attending, and uh, and then in another event, we were gonna ha- we were gonna have a panel event, um, and so uh, I should have started by saying that the way Claire works is that every year we come up with a topic, right? And so last year the topic was the right to free speech. Um, and that, uh, not the far right kind the one (laughs) pertaining to (laughs) the one pertaining to, um, journalists. Right. And, and so we were going to have this panel event that actually brought together, um, human rights lawyers, but also a journalist who had to flee Mexico, uh, because of fear of persecution because of what he was saying. And so that would have been an absolute, it would have been a great event, but again, the pandemic happened the week before that. And so it got canceled. But my role in that was to create the questions and basically facilitate the panel event. And so that's just, again, me sort of stepping out of my role to, to, to be a bigger part in these events. And then, of course, Beers with Peers, as I said before, is one of our uh, main events. It's a every month we get a new uh, either it's a human rights lawyer or a diplomat or someone working in the field of international human rights. And we get them to come out um to father and sons and we say you know we're going to limit we limited you it usually to about six students so that again it's it's more personal um you know the the professional gets to actually hear from the students learn about who they are their interests and why they want to pursue this area and Mm -hmm. yeah those conversations we usually you know we think they last around an hour an hour and a half but they 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 always last longer than that and it's just because again the interpersonal aspect of it um, and, and just students just enjoy being able to have a plate of nachos, drink some beer and just talk to this professional who, you know, have who some of these people have done some incredible things in the area of international human rights and just being able to listen to them. Uh, it's just a phenomenal event. So I was able to attend, I believe, two of those. And and so hopefully we can do them again this year. Definitely going to be virtual. But again, you know, bring your own beer to the table and just and, and just listen and talk. And, and that's really the value of it, whether it's in person or um, or not. But yeah, definitely enjoyed that experience and, and really looking forward to the year to come. And so would you say for students who are looking to get involved that they are able to scale back um, when maybe the academic side is getting a bit too heavy? You mentioned you joined before it got crazy with midterms. Um, And then also, if they take on a smaller role, there is opportunity to, to grow in that and take on more responsibility as you go. Oh, yeah. Oh, 100%. I completely agree with that. Again, going back to the whole notion that we all understand, you know, the president of Claire last year, Heather, she was really understanding. She definitely knew that, you know, we were going into this experience, um, 
not knowing really anything about how midterms or exams were going to be. And so when those times came, she made it, you know, she, she made it, you know, a policy reason to just not have events close to that time because all students are in that same boat, right? We all have exams and we all have pressing schedules when it comes to certain periods of the year. And so definitely like when I came to her saying, you know, I, I just want to maybe focus on exams for this bit. She was completely understanding. And, and so, yeah, I, I definitely think that one else wanting to get involved, but who are afraid of maybe taking on too much commitment. I think that help is always there to assist you. And even in the case that you want to take on a smaller role, right? Like I, I, I would have loved to be president of Claire my first year, but was that reasonable? Probably not, right? Because again, you don't know what you're really getting yourself into. You want to make sure that you're prepared for the academic side of things because that's really why you're there. And so taking on a smaller role like secretary or communications director, sure, you know, it's it's not as cool as being able to say, oh, I'm the president or I'm the vice president. But at the same time, if you really want to extend your mandate and, and really get involved, people are always looking for help. The, if, if you approach the president saying, I'm really interested in, you know, facilitating a, a beers with peers session. I, I know a person in this area of law and, I, and I'd love to be the one to organize it. That, that would be no problem, right? Though you're just the secretary, you're mm-hmm. showing, you're, you're taking the initiative to say, look, I'd love to get more involved. I know it's not part of what I'm supposed to do, but I'm, I'm more than willing to help. And so no one's going to turn down extra help. So yeah, no, I think that's a I think that's a great tactic for first years who want to get involved, but at the same time want to make sure that they don't uh, fall back on their academics. So yeah, and you're also involved in Carl, the Canadian Association of Refugee, Refugee Lawyers, and what was your role there? Yeah, so um, Carl's interesting because the way it's it works is that there's the executive, and then it break it's broken down into committees. Right. So there's the research okay. committee, there is a communications committee. Um, and then for last year, there was a LobbyCon committee. LobbyCon is a event. It's an event that is held every two years. Um, it brings together, um, I want to say, a good amount of uh, like a majority of the law schools across Canada. Um, they We all come together for this event. And as I said before, it's basically an event where we lobby members of parliament to um, for, for, for positive refugee policy change. Um, and so this last, it was held this last year. It's not going to be held, uh, this year. However, again, when it comes back in the next year, um, students are more than welcome to join. I, I honestly would recommend it. Um, even if you don't know any, like I knew nothing about refugee, um, policy, I just was very passionate for human rights and especially my work with human trafficking with One Body Village. I definitely wanted to just, you know, shoot my shot, get involved. And so I definitely recommend students looking out for that in the years to come. Um, Yeah, so that was basically my involvement was just being part of that committee, sending out the emails to the members of parliament who were interested in actually hearing from us. We didn't get to talk to every MP, but we did talk to a couple dozen. And so even just that, and, and these were MPs from a variety of parties. So it was really cool to sit down with members from across the spectrum to, you know, talk about these issues. That sounds like a really great event to be part of and such important initiatives to be um, bringing up. So we'll have to keep our eyes out for when it comes out again, not this year, but the year after you're saying. And so for students who are interested in applying or like how do they get involved in these clubs yeah well with claire um you could become a member um you could shoot us an email at claire.ottawa at gmail.com um just requesting to be a member and then we'll put we'll put you on the email list for uh that and, and we'll send out emails to you that will basically talk about our events um ways to get involved uh opportunities to even join the club in the case that we're looking for 1l reps um, which I believe we do. So um, definitely look out for that. Um, and then Carl, though we're not doing LobbyCon this year, w- there are going to be events. Um, now my my knowledge of these events is is not as extensive as my knowledge of LobbyCon, just basically, again, because of the fact that I was solely involved with 
the LobbyCon committee. However, um, like I said before, there are committees for research, there are committees for communications, there's going to be probably panel events, um, because there's always room for change in refugee policy. And you look today at, you know, the pandemic and climate change and, y- you know, the the attack on democracy around the world, you know, th- these issues are only going to be are only going to continue to become more prevalent and important. And so there's definitely going to be opportunities for students to get involved and um, in, in some capacity. And while both Claire and Carl were still working out what that capacity is, um, definitely just stay attuned to our Facebook. You can follow us. Uh, you can follow Claire at Claire underscore U Ottawa uh, or Carl at Carl dot U Ottawa. Um, and if anyone, you know, really wants to get involved, they could also just message me um, and I could definitely help them out through that sense. So, yeah. Great. And I'll put all of that information in the episode bio. So if you're listening right now, you can check that out later um, to contact for further information of how to get involved. What have you learned from these volunteering experiences that maybe you didn't expect um, or it wasn't like an obvious skill that you would develop? Um, that's a good question. Um, definitely with Carl, you know, uh, working alongside, you know, all the other students and, and talking to the MPs, it really allowed me to understand how lobbying kind of works, how you have to sort of change a message depending on who your audience is, right? So going back to the whole you know, we talked to a member of parliament, uh, MPs from uh, the Liberal Party, but we also talked to members of parliament from the Conservative Party. And so, you know, there are sort of different views on these issues. And so prior to going to these meetings, we would come together and as a team and sort of talk about how we were going to, you know, basically frame the issues differently, depending on who we were talking to. And so that was really interesting. I think that's a skill as lawyers that is invaluable. We're going to be, you're going to be talking to a variety of clients, all with different life experiences and different views. Um, and so to you, there may be the, you know, the subject matter may be either very clear, but, or you might think that your view on it is, is, is the way to go. But at the end of the day, if you're trying to convince someone to change their opinion, um, and this goes again in, for law, but also just in daily interactions, you really have to understand who that person is, how, how to either explain it at a level they'll either comprehend or to frame it in a way that will appeal to their interests. And so I think that was just invaluable uh, experience, just being involved with uh, LobbyCon in that. Uh, with Claire, I think the most, uh, I think the stuff that I took away most from Claire was, again, with Beers with Peers and just listening to these professionals, right? You we come into law school thinking that, okay, we need, I need to have a plan. I need to know what I want to do for the next 40 years of my life, because if I don't know now and I don't take the steps to do it now, I'm not going to be what I want to be in the future. But listening to these professionals, and again, maybe people say, oh, it was a different time or different circumstances, you know, et cetera. But what a commonality between these professionals was that, look, I had an interest in this area, but I also didn't have a plan. I really just wanted to get involved with things that I loved and I had a passion for. And from there, it took me to this initiative and this initiative took me over here. And then before I knew it, 30 years of my life had passed and I'd been involved with four different organizations doing different things that I never thought I would be doing when I was a first year in law school. So really hearing that from them and you know, listening to their experiences, it really reinforced the notion that, look, everything's going to be okay. Follow your passions and, you know, do good work. That really should be your motto. Always be doing good work in something that you're interested in. Um, And if you're not interested in something right now, don't worry about it. You know, first year, it's a very general aspect. You take your elective, sure, but you're going to learn in all variety. You're going to learn in all areas of, you're going to learn from all areas of law in your first year. And then from there, you'll maybe have a better sense of where you want to go. And then you're going to get involved. And then you might meet a person who gives you an opportunity uh, that you never thought you would be in, right? I never thought I would be lobbying MPs in my first year of law school. I didn't think that would be um, an initiative I'd be a part of. But again, right, things happen that you don't know about. 
Um, and so basically just go with the flow, do good work and follow your passion. And so I think that was definitely something I took away from um, my work with Claire and Carl. So, yeah. I think that is so great. I think so many students come in, they feel like they have to have their whole life figured out by the first week of law school. And people are always asking you like, oh, what area of law are you going to go into? Like, what are you interested in? It's like, keep an open mind. Things are going to work out. There are so many opportunities and just, you know, being open to new things. um, I think it opens the door in so many areas that you just, you couldn't possibly know you would want to get into from the first day of law school. So thank you for sharing that. Yeah, no worries. Definitely having an open mind. Honestly, I'd go even back to the whole how to stay on top of everything. Having an open mind is is key. I know going into law school, I didn't, I knew that I never wanted to get involved with family law. It's just an area of law that I've had, I've never had an interest in. But you know, an opportunity arose where I could have been a volunteer, I could be a volunteer researcher for a family law firm. And so instead of having a closed mind of saying, oh, no, it's just going to be a dirty area of law. And, you know, all those preconceptions that I had going into it, which honestly really isn't even true. um, I got involved and I learned a whole new area of law. And, And so definitely have an open mind. You might not be in love with torts, but you know, go into it saying, I'm going to be there. I'm going to bring 110% of myself to it. I'm going to do good work. And you never know, like you just, you just never know where life might take you. So yeah, no, I definitely have an open mind. So I just wanted to go back to the allies and law mentorship program that we were talking about earlier. So now that it's set up, um, what can students expect going forward uh, in the next year with this program? Again, the initiative really was to get students interacting with upper year students in the beginning months of the school year. Um, my idea for the program really never in, in originally it never was meant to be sort of like this full year thing, but now that we've paired everyone and talking with Daphne and Veronica, I think it's something that we want to, you know, facilitate over the year. Um, and again, going back to it, it's not like we really wanted it to not be this sort of, because a lot of mentorship programs, at least in my experience, they're very procedural. They're very, okay, you have to meet this many times and you have to talk about this. And then you have to send us a report about what you've talked about. Um, and now um, all of that is very useful, but being a part of these programs, I kind of understand that students don't join it for that. They, they really do just join it to talk, to, to meet other people. And so going forward, uh, for this year, I, we really just want to emphasize to the mentors to just, you know, check in on your mentees. If you could do an in-person meeting, we didn't emphasize that because again, you know, safety, that's the primary concern. But if that can happen, you know, definitely try meeting them, have phone calls, uh, a, a Skype call, a FaceTime call throughout the year, just to check up on them, right? We're not asking for you to assist them with their coursework or anything, you know, tough like that. It's it's really just being there from that's why it's called allies in law, because that's what we are, right? We're, we're all we're all allies in this together. We're all going to be colleagues, whether you know, we work across the country or in different areas of law, you never know who you're going to need in your network to assist you with a project or an initiative in years to come. And so that's really what this mentorship program is about. It's about being there for each other um, in any capacity. You know, we we said to mentors, you can meet twice every week if you really want to, or you can meet every month, right? And it also depends on what the mentees want. Some mentees really wanted to just understand, you know, the, the beginning weeks of school. Others really just wanted to understand, you know, how do I become a better legal writer or researcher? Like, do you have any tips? And so going forward, we really do just hope that throughout the year, mentors are there for their uh, mentees. Um and just a system through through anything like either it's academic issues or social social issues. Um, when we created the prog- program, we made sure to uh, ask students to um, highlight their preferences in mentors. And so, and yeah, so uh, when we were creating the program, we wanted to make sure to put emphasis. We wanted to give the mentees an opportunity to uh, tell us about what their preferences were. 
And so we were able to get mentees to talk to us about whether they wanted to be paired with a certain ethnicity, a certain gender, um, whether they were mature students and they wanted to talk to other mature students who maybe had children and what their experiences were like. And so in highlighting that, I think we did a pretty good job at um, connecting those students together because, like I said before, everyone's experience in law school is impacted by their own life experiences. And whether you're part of the LGBTQ community or uh, you're a woman in law or, you know, you're a racial minority in law right now, and especially with all the stuff happening around the world, I think we really wanted to put emphasis on the fact that, you know, everyone should have a voice in law and there are others like you dealing with these experiences. And so, um, yeah, we hope that for the year to come uh, that students in those similar experiences help uh, the younger students. And we hope that this is a a program that's continued even after this year. I think it's a great initiative. um, And uh, yeah, I, I really do hope that it continues. I think it's such a great initiative, and I really do hope that it goes forward. Um, Building those relationships in law are so important, not just as a law student, but later on in your career. Um, So thank you for putting that together. I think your team is doing a great job. And so just to wrap up here, I have a few fun, although still law school related questions um, for our lightning round. So don't put too much thought into it. All right. So. Number one, what is your favorite study snack? Honestly, Smart Pop or the dark chocolate pomegranates. I oh, I forget what the, oh, those are they're good. so good. And they sold them in the little boutique shop at Fatah. So those late nights, either preparing for the Nelligan moot or for exams, those, those pomegranates came clutch. So definitely would recommend that. <laughs> <laughs> Those are those are very good. I do have to say I've enjoyed those many times. <laughs> All right. Do you prefer to study at home or at the library? Oh, definitely at home. Definitely at home because I don't know, at the library, I feel like I'm if I see someone I know, I get distracted and I kind of go, "Oh, you know, I want to interact with people." And and so Yeah, you want to visit. I know. So <laughs> I feel at home. I'm by myself. There's less distractions. Um, but yeah, definitely at home. What is your favorite way to unwind after writing an exam? Hmm. Honestly, eating. I love food. I'm Italian, so like after an exam, I'll, I like even after the the fall exams, I would I turn to people. I was like, "Do you guys want to go get lunch?" And you know, sort of not talk about the exam, but just you know, just again, sort of socialize and get our minds off of it, and also to prepare for the next exam that we have. So I do again, like whether it's eating or just socializing in general. I never like being alone after an exam because then my mind just starts to run and I think about, okay, but wait, what did I write for this question and this? Just the sort of person I am. Um, And so, yeah, definitely eating or socializing with people, definitely. Nourishing your body (laughs) with food and friendships. I I love that. Yeah, Yeah, that's the best way to put it. Uh, Three words that best describe you. Oh, wow. Oh, um, um. I want to, I want to say I'm caring. I I really do. I I really just, a lot of the reasons I do stuff is just to help others, you know, uh, coming from my family, you know, seeing how hard my parents worked. And that's always been a philosophy of theirs is to just, you know, do good. Right. So that's definitely, I hope caring. Uh, Honestly, I think I'm the funniest person I know, but (laughs) my girlfriend would probably (laughs) say otherwise. Um, But yeah, I would say I'm a little humorous. Um, and interpersonal. I think I just love interacting with people. I love to talk, as you could see from this podcast. And um, yeah, I think those three qualities sum me up pretty much. I think that's definitely been reflected through this <laughs> podcast. I think you chose some good words nice. there. Um, all right. So if you can finish the sentence, when I need a break from studying, I... I cook. Yeah. When I need a break from studying, I cook. Yeah. I, I think that's... That's definitely a stress reliever of mine. I, I do love to cook, whether it's dishes I know, like simple like eggs, or I want to experiment with something else. It's I def I really do love cooking. So yeah. Yeah, I always think it's really great if you can do anything where you're like moving your body, feeding your body, just something that distracts you, yeah. but um, 
is engaging exactly. as well. Yeah, exactly. It gets your mind off things. Like you're focused on the task, right? That, yeah, 100%. Totally. Um, what's the last thing you purchased under $5? I think a pack of gum. Yeah. I want, yeah. This is a very common or answer. The pack of gum. Yeah, <laughs> under $5. Yeah, very few things are under $5 nowadays. That's so true. yeah, I want to say a pack of gum. Yeah. All right. And our last one here is the best part of law school is the people. I I, I really I, I don't think everything I've been involved with or everything I've been able to accomplish in this last year was because of another person. You know, whether it was Heather with Claire or Veronica and Daphne with Allies in Law or the professors on the orientation team who helped us create the program or other professors who helped me get involved with other initiatives. It, it's just the people. I think, um, I, I think Ottawa's a great community. And uh, I think the one else, if you're listening, you, you made a, a really good choice. So definitely the people. I agree. I've had a very positive experience at the University of Ottawa. And I find uh, it's really what you put into it and and you get that back. Yeah. You like you really attract those people and uh, it's a it's a really great community to be a part 100%, of. hundred percent. Yeah. And so thank you so much, Damien, for being here today, sharing about all the different initiatives you're a part of and you have started. You've given us so much food for thought of how to get involved in the next year. And I really thank you for sharing that. Yeah. yeah. I want to thank you, uh, obviously, for having me on here. Um, you could have picked anyone and I'm just really happy that I was the person of your choice. And yeah, I think you're also a pretty good person to to follow suit. A lot of you don't know, but Meredith started the uh, this complaint generator. And I think it's just a perfect example of if there's nothing that you think suits your interests, you just go out and, and do your own thing. And, and, and I think that's a perfect example. So yeah, definitely wanted to shout you out there. I think that's a great initiative. Thank you so much. It's definitely been a team effort. And again, um, my teammates were from the University of Ottawa and it was really about like reaching out and connecting to people and being able to make something happen, which was, it was really fun. So thank you very much. No worries. You've just been listening to The Law School Show, Student Life Series. You can find more episodes on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and on our website, thelawschoolshow.com. If you like what you've heard, give us a like on Facebook or follow us on Twitter and Instagram for the latest updates. Curated resources and opportunities to help you navigate the law school experience in every episode. Catch it all here next time on the Student Life Series.